And now, welcome to The Approach with Jeremy Seaholm, Danny Finn. Welcome to The Approach podcast number, episode number 32. Can't believe how far we've come. <laughs> 32. So we're in the Lone Star State. We're in Dallas, Texas. What's the main event? Oh, God. Uh, main how, event. How many WrestleManias are there? Uh, we're coming on 38. 38. So like six more and we're done with this. Yeah, then I'll have to find something else Super to Bowl, reference. Super Bowl's getting us to like 52 or something like that. All right, so we got something to work with. Yeah. And then I, I don't know what's after that. So we'll figure something out. Yeah. Maybe ripping the rack podcasts. <laughs> I think they'll be ahead of us for a, a while longer. I am your host, Jeremy Seaholm. Oh, that's right. I'm Dan Finn. So what do we have on today? Someone that I am, I was really excited about to have on. We're having Ed Zernicke on. Yeah, that's when uh, we talk about, you know, your favorite bowlers. Obviously, Tommy Olsa's, you know, always on there. But, you know, Ed, Ed was one that you always picked as well. So that's going to be pretty cool for uh, for you. <laughs> not that it's not cool for me, but, like, I'm just yeah, saying. It was, it was definitely, it's a lot of fun. Um, I feel like he's going to come back soon. Yeah, we did, we uh, we were talking to him about, because uh, I think he was a little upset that he didn't bring as much material as he had hoped. So I think we're working something out to get him back after this as well. Yeah, with maybe another special guest with him. Yeah, let's see how that works out. All right. So we'll get Ed in here, and uh, we'll uh, be back with some spare thoughts. Oh, I thought that was it. <laughs> All right. Eddie, thank you for coming out. It's, I, I know it wasn't the best drive for you. Of course, we get a snowstorm. <laughs> it's supposed to be like 50s the rest of the week, but no. Yeah. Snowstorm and then a new new phone with the GPS not working right, <laughs> going backwards, going the other way, wrong way. I know. I told him. I was just telling him. I had to Google how to turn off my phone. Really? Yeah, because they changed it. Like you have to hold like two buttons. And Technology. It's, it's just weird. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, obviously, your last name is one of the most, is probably the famous last name in Candlepin Bowl. And um, what started the family to get into the sport? Well, back back in the day in Webster, there were, you know, there were five bowling houses. There was, uh, in, our, in our Catholic school, there was four lanes and in the basement mm-hmm. of course maybe six and and it was um, we actually started setting pins there because there weren't any pin machines and then there were three other um, three other bowling alleys that I knew of um, down in the basement of a, of a movie theater and then another one in a pool hall that were smoke filled and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know ashtrays built which, into the ball which, return <laughs> Yeah, which probably led to my mother's uh, probably her her trouble with breathing and the emphysema and everything because every bowling alley we went to was just full of smoke. Right. Yeah. Well, I remember hearing stories at Fairway. Like you, you remember the the middle walkway uh, from coming out back, you could just see like the haze of. Uh, it's all before my time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I vaguely remember being people being able to smoke. I just remember restaurants, the smoking, non-smoking yeah. section. But I'm going to guess we didn't have that for bowling alleys. It was probably not. Do you want a smoking lane or a non-smoking? Was it just all smoking? Well, there was the Telegram Gazette tournament back in the day, in the 60s. I mean, they literally, at the Metro Bowl Center in Worcester, they literally installed stadium seats. Oh, stadium I mean, seating? Uh, yeah. And the whole plate was to the ceiling. Wow. But when the people were bowling, you could almost not see the pins because of the smoke. <laughs> the bleaches. They put bleaches yeah. in the whole in the whole area and uh, we'd always sit way at the top I mean, it was where, unreal where did you say that was it was um 
the Metro Bowl in uh, Worcester on Park Street. Oh, okay. Um, it's no longer there, obviously. It wasn't that far away from the Colonial Bowling Center on uh, Mill Street. Uh, Mill Street, yeah. Yep. Yeah, did you see how much that place sold for? It was a lot. It was, was it over two? I think it was over two, yeah. Over two million dollars, something like that. That's tough. That's one of the things I think hurts the bowling alley so much is how much the property's worth is somebody comes in and blows you away with an offer and yeah. can't really blame people for taking it. No, not at all. So I, I'm assuming basically from the day you were born, your mother put a, a bowling ball in your head. Pretty much. And I can remember going to uh, an alley in Oxbridge and the, the gentleman gave us a, a bag of pins and balls. Yeah. And that was where the where it started with the, the that we had a bowling alley in our cellar. It, it was basically just, uh, I think it was a 45-foot house with a cement floor. And of course, we built the sideboards and we built the ball return and we basically bowled in the cellar. But it was it was just on the concrete floor. Yeah, George George Salou had given my father a set of pins, like the old like pins with the the plastic caps on them. Yep. I, I basically did the same thing, but I did it in my driveway. <laughs> you know, and no like bowling alley's giving away yeah. pins anymore. They're, they're like forty bucks a pin now. Well, yeah, they, these were wooden. <laughs> these were the old wooden. Pins. Yeah, and then I think Helen used to say, "Just like, oh, it makes great kindling." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, did you? How old were you when you started bowling? Like in you know, a junior league or? God, I had to be had to be uh, the seven, eight, nine years old. Um, I mean, I can remember. You know, even John. John was uh, probably five or six years old when he bowled at uh, at the fairway. When we, we would go with my mother when she would teach on Mondays. Oh, I doubt, yeah. So how did how did that relationship actually come to be? Well, like I said before, I mean, we we were basically driving down Route Nine and saw this bowling alley and looked out in the back of the bowling alley and it looked like the, the field was full of dandelions, and it happened to be they used the yellow golf balls in the driving range. <laughs> And we turned around and went and stopped in, and they, we started talking, and and it led to where um, she paid, I don't know how many years, but she she taught bowling there for for a long, long time on Mondays, and during the summer we we would have to go with her because obviously we would not in school. Um, and when they had the uh, they had the spa, they had the the summer camp for kids and everything, and we we would go spend the day at the camp, and um, we. One of our jobs at the bowling alley was to clean all the bowling balls. <laughs> we they had two ball washing machines and literally start on alley one and John went on sixteen and, we, and you know we'd start cleaning the bowling. And balls. it was probably the same bowling ball cleaning machine that we had when we closed. Um, Somebody actually complained last weekend that we don't have a bowling ball cleaning machine. I don't think anyone does. Like, well, I know <laughs> Fico's had one. I think Lakes. Talking about the balls, the. You know, you know that it's the machine you pay like 50 cents, you put two in at a time, and it like. Oh, no, no, no. I'm awesome. thinking, what's the one that like Fico's had that we almost bought from them? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. I've only seen the one where like it had it had like a turntable and it just spun the balls spun around. Spun the ball. Yeah. 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 It would come to a point and it would clean them and then it would get, bring them over and then it, it would start polishing them. Yeah, yeah. Two at a time. Yep. Remember, and then it was like 50 cents and then I think she just made it free and anyone could use it. Yeah. So, so obviously, you must have kept scoring the state tournament then. Kept every year the state tournament was there. We, uh, yeah, we we kept score um, for anybody. I mean, they, they assigned us lanes, and we kept uh, pretty much the whole time. Every weekend, my father, my, well, my father ran most of the tournaments, and um, 
we would, uh, when this tournament would come up, we'd stuff envelopes with all the applications to all the previous bowlers that bowled in it, and we in the basement we'd mm -hmm. you know mail out hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, entry blanks and. Now, you know. now, Dan. Next out on the bear, I want you to start stuffing envelopes and, and <laughs> doing this like they used to do. It ain't gonna happen. I, I can't even imagine doing that. No, I mean obviously you had to. I mean, yeah, there was no there email, was no, no candlepin chat like on Facebook where no, my father had an old uh, Gestetna copy machine and uh, the stencils. He used to type them all out, and we'd run reams and reams and reams of paper and. He worked for the post office, so yep. we'd stamp all the envelopes and send. He'd take them in, send them out. Had them all, had them all arranged according to zip codes and everything. <laughs> he was very. He was a statistician. I, I mean, true, I'm, true. I've heard that that was the best tournament around. It was. I it mean, was, I, I, can you think of any, you know, stories that stick out in your mind from oh, from those tournaments? I mean, Sundays when. Um, you know, the all events would be, the singles would be bowled on a Sunday, and there was standing room only in the whole the whole mm -hmm. place. And the one, one that really turned out, uh, remember, is when uh, Bobby Orr scored the winning goal. You know, there were, I don't know, I remember seeing it in, in Helen's uh, TV room, and um, the place went nuts. So, and, yeah, no. you know, but I mean, it would be, the place would be just chuck full of people. I mean, it, it was incredible. So my dad was actually, my dad tells me that exact same story. He, really? So he used to keep score for the state tournament also. And he told me he was, he was in the TV room when Bobby Orr scored, <laughs> got, scored the, you know, the, the dive. You yeah. know, it, it, it's funny. It's like I never really thought of that room being useful for anything, but. <laughs> it's got that one memory yeah, everyone has. Yeah, that, that is a memory. So before you started but, bowling in states, it, and keeping score, do you, what were some of the things, like some of the bowlers that you remember really standing out to you at that time? Oh, back back at Mohegan, there was uh, Gene Raymond, there was um, uh, Bob Davieu, there were um, the families. You know, like I say, I wish I had brought <laughs> everything with me. Um, the women's league, there was uh, the women's... Um, was the county traveling league? There was um, Dolly David. There was yeah. uh, Wanda Sinkevich. There was my aunt Jeanette Kabbalah. Uh, the men. Um, trying to think of you know some of the names. The, the all of the gentlemen we bowled up up against in the in the Worcester men's traveling league. I mean it was just um, Norm Whipple, uh, Ray Casey's, the Casey's from Leominster, and uh, uh, the Broders from West Oxford. Um, yeah, they were a lot. I, like I said, I wish I had the paperwork. Yeah, well, there's a rule on this podcast, too, that as soon as we walk out the door, you're going to say, you know who I forgot to mention? Everybody <laughs> goes through it, no matter. It could have been a, a world's event that happened last year, and people will go, I forgot to mention so-and-so. <laughs> so, so when no, when did you realize, I mean, it obviously it was in your plot, but like, when did you realize, like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm just, just as good as... These people I'm keeping score for. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, we were able to practice. We were able to bowl. We could bowl at Mohegan. We could bowl at the fairway. Yeah. Um, you know, um, of course, Mom Mom was always helping us. I was about to say, you couldn't have had much better right. of a coach. <laughs> yep, and she would always just say, stay calm, stay calm, which was probably one of my, not in my good moments. <laughs> that I, I really... <laughs> 
got a, got excited and, and uh, probably didn't hold it very well, <laughs> which I could probably wish I could do over. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Helen, I I tell a story where Helen, same thing. She's you know, very strict. If you're out of line, I, I gave the ball return a tap Ooh. with my foot. Oh yeah, I was not, she was not happy. She made me sit out for the rest of the kids league and told me that where that's not what we do here. Right. And I was terrified to do it again. No, same that, thing about Hegan Junior Pelletier. He uh, he was very very strict with and and you know to cause damage. I mean we yeah. never wanted to do that. But, right. But every now and then someone would let one go and hit yeah. the facade and. <laughs> Now, do you think as you got older, you were able to calm down more? Because we've, we've talked about it before, and, and the same people get mentioned, so I don't want to keep throwing them under the bus, but some bowlers are known to be more hotheads than others. But as as you age, you, they, they start to say that they're starting to mature more, and then the next generation comes up, and they become the new hotheads. Do you feel like as you kept bowling, like that ability to stay calm, or did you feel like you didn't ever... I wish I could say I did. But <laughs> All right, so for it, those of you listening, if you knew we were talking about you, there may be no help. Well, no hope for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just very competitive, and yeah. uh, you know, it, you know, there are a lot of times I wish I could just go back and, and change things, but obviously we couldn't. No, was was John the same way? Um, he was better than I was. <laughs> yeah, he. Uh, no, John. Uh, John, well. It's going to be tough to talk about John. Oh, yeah. He was my buddy. Yeah. And uh, it was tragic what happened, but, um, yeah, he was uh, he was an awesome guy. There was nothing that man would not do for you if I asked him to do things for me and, and everything. Um, it, it was He was really a special, special, special person. And a hell of a bowler, too. And a hell of a bowler, yeah. He had, uh, he had a few records. Yeah. yeah. Ten Stringer, I think, he had for a long time. Um, you remember what the number was? It was 14, 57, maybe, something like that. I don't, it's insanity. It was up there. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, I think it was at um, Londonderry. Oh, wow. When he did it. Yeah. So when you you brought up the competitive nature of it, now when did, do you, you don't bowl still or do you? I have not. I have not bowled in uh, four years. Four years. Do you feel like at some point the competitive nature went away and we got more into the high fives the fist bumps and things like that obviously yeah no and it was uh, I could remember a couple times when I went was able fortunate enough to go up to Canada or, or uh, bang it to bowl in the team world tournament that was um, that was a lot of the high fives and yeah. you come back horses anything you couldn't talk because um, it was so competitive and it was yeah. so great where, where did you feel like that started to change because Jeremy you said you kind of caught the tail end of that like competitive yeah. Aspect. Did you feel like you could sense it where it wasn't, you know, the cutthroat environment anymore and it was more people? Like, I bowled against other teams where you have people on the other team giving you not tips on how to play a shot, but saying, you know, I noticed you're dipping, you know. Yeah, I mean, helping wise, um, but I know competitive wise, I mean, when that world tournament, you'd, you'd go up there and the Canadians would stand right next <laughs> to you by the approach and would be talking right in your ear, and I yeah. loved it. It was awesome. But what, I think, Jeremy, you said about Calvin, where you said, he said to you, I don't know what everyone's yelling about, we're just bowling or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, just it's very different from what you've heard about stories that, uh, you know, Alfie Johnson was telling about the Canadians up there singing to them. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that was quite a that was quite a time. What, uh, what was your first Worlds? Um, 
I'm pretty sure it was up in Canada. Um, someone couldn't make it and they asked me to go. Uh, we flew up to Nova Scotia. Um, and uh, it, was, it was, I heard, had heard about it, but I never really was able to, to really get the grasp of it until you were really there and saw it with the national anthems and the, yeah. the competitiveness and yeah. the yelling and the screaming. And, you know, I mean, it was, um, it was really something. Yeah. Do you remember the team you were on? I don't remember. Um, Bob Hansen, maybe. It was a, like a South Shore team. Um, and I, I can't remember. Yeah, sorry. Right. And, and of course, by the time you know you started bowling in the world, is much different than the world tournament that they used to have that your mother was used to. Right. You know, it was a completely, yeah, completely different um, animal that uh, I believe it was Charlie Milan that actually started that. Right. Right. Charlie started it. Yep. Now, when did you start chasing TV roll-offs? Um, oh, as soon as I could. Yeah, basically every roll-off. Um, I remember there was 18, maybe 18 years old when you go on TV. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah. um, basically, all well, the kids, the kids shows. We, we had roll-offs for the kids shows as well. Do you remember how long it took you before you made the show? I don't. I don't remember. Do you remember who your first opponent was? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my father had the book, and I'm sure, um, you know, the the scores are there somewhere. But. Well, ac actually, on alleychat.net, um, I don't know if you must have, I don't know if you provided all the scores, she's to Frank or not. Yeah, my, you, I, I had, I had okay. uh, found them, gave them to him, yes. That's, I'm going to bet money Kyle Bruce has them memorized. He might. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that's incredible. He, he he so he went to your father went to every table. He didn't go. No, he no. well not everyone. Towards the end he did, but um, it basically at Saturday at twelve o'clock, the TV oh, tray oh, came okay. out and he he copied every every box and every um, every match from from Joe Kalina to the you know to when my mother got on and uh, and all of that. He he had them all. And and. John was the last show, right? John was the last show, yeah. And they had no idea at that point, right? No. No. That, no. In fact, there was the one show where um, I was coming back as champion. Um, it was in 1993. Um, I had gone down to... Uh, my wife was visiting relatives in D.C., and it was the, um, the inauguration of, of Bill Clinton. Oh, and okay. um, on a Friday night, I had been practicing uh, down at Mohegan, and... At 11 o'clock, I said, well, do I go to Washington, D.C., or do I go home? So I drove to Washington, um, and we stayed for the weekend and came home because I was taping that Monday, and that was the, the Sunday that my mother had passed, and we were on our way home when we, when we got the, the words. And, um, you know, to go into the bowling alley, and uh, I remember Don Gillis taking me into uh, uh, Helen's office and saying, you know, do you really? Like, oh, absolutely. You know, Mom. Yeah. Mom would want me to do this. And you, you, you bowled Paul, Paul Berger. Berger. Yeah, that's right, because he told he he told. And us I the think story. the first string I hit like a 150 something, yeah. and then then the adrenaline probably slowed up, and, and I ended up um, not winning. But um, I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Yeah, no, I I don't I don't think I don't think she would have. I mean, if you decided not to bowl, did you know? It, she'd want you to bowl. Yeah, you, I agree. You, you know, you know what yep. I mean. Yep. But well, I mean, what the. The one thing that everyone, you said you have the tape of it, that probably wants to hear about, your 197 against mm -hmm. Jeff Atkins. Right. Was, was, that was the first string? was the first string, For, yeah. To do that two boxes at a time, that that seems 
still. Yeah, it's hard to get into a rhythm. You're changing lanes every. Changing lanes, and then there were there were things that happened in that string that, uh, you know, so unexplained. I mean, there was one uh, one box where um, I had the six ten seven. Uh, six ten seven up and there was just one little piece one piece of wood rolling slowly towards the seven pin and i was almost ready to throw the ball but the ball the pin was still moving yeah and it took the seven pin out how i'll never know i mean if you watch the tape the ball the pin wasn't moving that much and it, it took the seven pin out and i was able to make the spare chopped out the half worcester picked it up you know i mean it's just it was just wild no, I, I mean, I never got a chance to bowl with Sammy White's. Was was that really considered like a fast house or just kind of honest? It was a fair house. Fair house. Yeah. So similar to probably like Fairway. Sure. Um, yeah. I, just, I would love to see that full string. I've seen clips. Um, actually, uh, I was trolling on YouTube and I came across the special they did for Nesson probably about 15, 20 years ago, maybe. I, I forget what it was was called. Um, remember Tom Larson? No, Larson. Yeah, he um, yeah, he did a they did like a half hour special on Canopy Bowl and 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 all that. It was it was really yeah, uh, you you and your brother were in it. Um, somewhere um, somewhere I have the, uh, the they had a twenty fifth anniversary show, and they they did a tape. Um, they had people come back, and it was my mother, and they played my string during that that twenty fifth anniversary thing, and that's the tape I have. I gotta come across it i know there's a pile of tapes in my house that you know it's incredible but was was that the first 10 mark string um, on that show i thought rosie had done 10 but um i did 11 um, so it was 11 marks so I, I always wondered that so like would you throw a strike on the end i threw a strike and then i picked up the full horseman the so, last ball so i always wondered does that count as 11 marks Apparently, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I it's one of those things. I'm just how you look at it. Or is is two? You know, is a triple two doubles? Oh no, Bob I, I already I two two doubles. Bob, we already explained this all. We were talking about if a triple is the same as two doubles or something like that. I'm trying to mathematically, and then he gave us way too much math for my brain to comprehend. <laughs> so, <laughs> if you ever want to know more about the math of bowling than you ever want to know, you'll be in in a little bit. Yeah. Um, so going back. A little bit to your junior league days like obviously your family was very ingrained in bowling did you feel pressured to bowl or was it something that you enjoyed doing at a young age no we just enjoyed enjoyed doing it you know, um, it's, everybody we've asked that has a family yep. said that that's something they my wanted father to my father was an awesome bowler he had a he had a one he had four strikes in a row once he had a 194 wow but we were we we were sliding in town with Helen had come, John Howard, um, Johnny Howard, John Howard, um, Helen, and we were tobogganing on, on this large hill. Uh, it was um, the uh, the gentleman that owned the, the dairy would let us go sliding down this hill, and our car had gotten stuck in the snowbank. So my father climbed the hill where the sun was hidden and then got some sand and everything. Mm -hmm. But when he was coming down, he fell, and he and he jammed his elbow. <sighs> And back then, back it had to be in the early '60s or whatever. And you just put your arm in a sling, and that's the way. But you when they took the sling out, that's the way his his arm was basically at a, a crazy angle, and he couldn't really bowl because every time he bowled, he'd lob. So that really hurt him. Um, so he bowled he bowled pretty competitively, competitively then. Well, from what I hear, yeah. if he went to Canada, he'd be fine. 
<laughs> no, I mean he, you know, he was a good bowler. In fact, his like I say, his, his string was one ninety four. He had four strikes. That's a solid string. Yeah. Um, no, and and your mother picked it up later on in life. Or I don't know. I no, no she yeah, she wasn't. She, by later on, I mean like you know twenties. Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, she didn't grow up. No, because a league bowler. No, no, not at all. Well, she was also. I mean, she was an athlete. Just she was an athlete. She she literally um, <laughs> another story. She was a marksman. My <sighs> my uncle would climb a tree, and and he'd go shake up the squirrels and my, my mother had the, the slingshot and would shoot the squirrel get the squirrels back then it was, it was fine today probably wouldn't be as good so maybe but that's where that hand-eye coordination the hand from. Eye, yeah yeah and then she golfing i mean if she had if she had taken up golf earlier she she played in a lot of worcester county women's golf associations and uh she was very 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 good at golf so she must have gone on some of Helen's uh, golf trips. Yes. Yep. Yep. I've I've done that. <laughs> it's very nerve-wracking. You, you because you? I'm not as good as they are. Gotcha. I mean, I mean, even even Helen in her 70s was still yep. a very Helen good golfer. Gloria Staples. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. I I didn't get to I, I didn't get to go with her. She passed away around 2002, 2003, mm. something like that. But. Uh, Helen and Joanne would. You know, Joanne, she, yeah. Yep, she they they took me to Framingham Country Club. Yeah. Uh, like I said, that that first teeing off the first time, I'm like, don't shank it, don't shank it, don't <laughs> shank it, don't shank it. And then there was one time I I did I pulled it like way up. She goes, what are you doing and over there? I'm like, I didn't try. <laughs> Look good over there. Even back then, um, I was I was uh, working at a, a a private club in Thompson, Connecticut, Quinnipiac Country Club, and there were. Um, a couple times when the glow balls came out, we decided that we were, it was a nine-hole course back then, and we, we decided we were going to do glow balls. And my mother, she, she did great. I mean, back then, the balls didn't go very far. You had, it, not like today, but um, she, she did really well with it. That's that. That's Whereas pitch black, and all you see is this. <laughs> I, I've heard of people doing that, or they'll do it like in the snow somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. not like thick snow, but like you know, uh, Steve Colifson. Uh, I think yeah. he said he was. Oh, I got these hot pink golf balls. I just go in the middle of January. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all set with a sport where yeah. I have to hit a ball and walk after it. Just, <laughs> it was bad enough. I went once and it was hot. I can't imagine going out when it's cold. It's like 105 degrees when I went golfing once. It was. That's why you bring cold beer. I was like 16. <laughs> they didn't let me. And soda pop wasn't doing it for me. Did you do other sports other than bowling, or was bowling kind of your just basically, basically, but well, golf? Because um, my mother and father, well, they were members at the Raceway Golf Club, and um, the gentleman there would uh, make clubs for us, the smaller clubs, and we'd just go and hit them, and you know, they they both played. So, so you're a better bowler than a golfer? Yeah, yeah. I would say. <laughs> Yeah, I never really got into any competitive golf. We just had well, like a uh, a member guest tournament once a year, or um, a league, the league Monday night league golf leagues and stuff. And, but uh, and there too, very competitive. And so I, I see you brought with you. There's a couple can open bowling magazines. I don't know. Dan, I don't know if Dan, if you, no, I didn't you see this. Didn't see which from 1979, I think they were. Yep. This. That is cool to me. Like I, I can't. Obviously, I, I don't see them doing something like that yeah. now. But I mean, full on, like a full on magazine dedicated 
to whatever happened in the previous month. Yeah, it turned into a podcast, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's two of those. That's pretty cool, though. And they, yeah. they had these for a while, huh? Yeah, there were probably more. Um, my father just kept everything. Um, you know, so I know there's some more, but I, I took those here yeah. today just to, you know, hopefully trying to remember things. But I, I mean, I'm only 40, and there's stuff that I'll, I can't remember <laughs> that happened 10 minutes ago. We were, well, we were talking, too, about, um, and I, I'm giving Jeremy credit for the term that we're using is, you know, we always talk about the Channel 5 era, the TV days, and I think it was three or four podcasts ago, Jeremy called this the streaming era. And I think we're starting to see more things happen in, like, just a random league night. Even the Pro Series, you were talking on the Ripping the Rack podcast, I noticed, about your uh, three-man team event where you guys uh, took it home, was it two years ago? Three. Three years ago. There was no – nobody had a webcam going up. Now everybody's got a a camera up there. you got people doing play-by-play for free right now. Um, So it's – we're starting to see more of that – kind of coming back where people are really taking an interest in, in what's happening in the game and I think that's not where it was but I think it's a step in the right direction for sure. Do you pay attention to any of that stuff? I try and uh, watch the, the podcast. I mean the you know the the tournaments that you're like even tonight you're, yeah. you're taping a, a thing so I'll occasionally jump on and watch it for a while and reminisce and <laughs> wish I was still bowling. And <laughs> I'm a big fan of um what Frank did bringing back the ACST, and I think, I don't think he ever thought it was going to become the streaming success that it became. But I don't, I think that that's, I mean, that's all it is. It's two guys bowling a match. Um, it's not quite, you know, the level of money matches, but you know, they're bowling head to head. There's no handicap. It's just two guys bowling in the better. The well, I think also is you never know when something great is going to happen. Yeah, you know, right. like uh, when I bowled um, Mike Machichi in, in our ACST match a couple of years ago. We couldn't figure out the setup for the tripod, and this is, so we didn't end up streaming. And I threw six seventy five, and I lost. <laughs> but it was a great match. We go six eighty four, something like that. He went like six eighty four, six eighty five, something yeah. like that. And and I'm getting texts. And he's like, "Why aren't you streaming this?" Yeah. I'm like, "I'm sorry." He won four strings and lost total. <laughs> I've I've done that three times, twice to Eddie Woodside, but that's Eddie Woodside. Like, if you were still bowling, would that be something you'd be interested in? Oh, I would think so. Yeah. Um, you know, I was telling Jeremy before we came in that it, I dream an awful lot of, of, of bowling. And, yeah. Um, I mean, it's your there's, life. It's, yeah, you know. there's a there's a tournament coming up in May. Oh, and, yeah? Uh, uh. I, might, I might just... I saw, I saw my bag the other day, and my <laughs> shoes are in there, and I just might... You might have a roll into the oldies. Uh, uh, really? Yeah, I, I I might just if I can medically do it, I'll have to. But you check. need an average, wouldn't you? I think you need an average for do that you? one. Do yeah, you? that's a handy. Eh, we can whatever. Work. We'll make one up. <laughs> I'm sure Nichols will make something work for you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean if it just just a bowl in it would be you know I, yeah would be cool. I mean it would really be something. Well, that's why we joked with Tommy. Uh, he said he wants to start spending summers up here. I'm like, oh, yeah. is that our 2023 outrun the bear champion? <laughs> exactly. Well, and his uh, grandson won the last one. Really? Yeah, Fontaine won the last out on the bear, which was really cool, too. Oh, so that's great. I joked that he's got one over uh, his Jaju. I said, so. <laughs> <laughs> I said, now he's got to come back and win one. <laughs> no, he probably could. <laughs> no doubt. Jeremy bowled against him after the podcast. Yeah, and he kicked my ass. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, in all the, the, the WCBC, the Pro Tours, like World Tournaments, like, there are any, like, 
insane things or just great like memories that you remember sticking out, whether it be like great strings by like other people or just. Oh, with the world tournament, there was one, one, one afternoon um, up in Canada. Um, I wish I could remember the, the 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 people. I believe they were great people, and I was bowling um, anchor, and um, we were down, I think by 18, 19 pins with two boxes. I had my two boxes to go, and um, and I threw the I threw eight on a spare, so it was down to uh, 11 or 12, and. I had the 510 up, threw it over, made the spare. Um, the, the guys had actually thought they had won, you know, won the string already, and, and it turns out maybe it was 20, 20 something pins with two boxes to go because I threw a strike on it and then finished and ended up we ended up winning the string by a couple pins. It was one of the one of the better moments. Um, that, that really I don't I wish I could remember it exactly, but it was it was really something. Um, it just didn't happen, you know. And and the atmosphere, obviously, you know, sometimes people stop what they're doing around you. Oh, yeah. Well, we were the last team bowling. Okay, so, so everybody, everybody was watching had everybody people. So everybody was watching you. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. It was just nuts. It just, um, God, there again, the, the string on, um, on Channel 5. Um, oh, God, there are just so many. I just wish I could remember them all. And it's funny when I ask everybody that question, they just keep going back to honestly, I dislike the people. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and the more their memories are just the people. Yeah. You know, the the, the, the friends and everything. Because I mean, we it is a family. I mean, we're a very small group of people, but you know, we all know each other, and uh, that that's that's what basically people take from it. Yeah. You know, and there was you know something similar to what you just uh, described. I have my first worlds. We were bowling next to this team. It was All Saints, but I mean, I mean, the team was stacked. I mean, it was Carrington, yeah. uh, Sean Baker, Mike Morgan, Chief, yeah. Yeah. and they were bowling for the bye. And I think Carrington needed, I don't know, he made a spare in the tenth. He needed eight, eight to tie, nine to win. Nobody else is bowling. I'm bowling next to Carrington, and I, I, I got out of the way. I'm like, I am not getting any sort of involved in this. And he got up and threw, I mean, he threw a missile, a missile of a strike. And, I mean, the whole, the whole that side of the alley just went berserk. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just one of those things that, I mean, I love those kind of you know the reaction from the crowd and, yeah you know, just other bowlers watching and i mean it, it's you know it's why i love doing it one oh, yeah. of these days i'll get in one of those situations yeah you want you you're pretty decent someday you'll be good though the part that amazes me is how many strings everyone bowled yeah. in that week i mean i by the end of the week i mean i was i was pretty well spent and it, it was you know i some of the guys are just still firing them the way they did the first day. It's yeah. just incredible. And it's a lot different now because now guys go up with eight, nine, ten guys. Yeah, Back sure. then it was probably six, maybe seven. Yep. Like you had your bench guy that you were throwing every so often. but and I th- I've said repeatedly I think it was insane to go with five. I said all it takes is one guy to you know roll a bicep or tear a meniscus in the first game. Groin. Yeah. And then I don't know if, um, if Steve brought it up, but there was uh, a world – tournament in uh, at the banger charlie's place where we had made the finals uh chip carson was bowling the last bowler he picked a, a an incredible spare oh i've seen that video and he chopped out two and we <laughs> lost by a pin 
we lost the whole thing by a pin. My heart broke when I saw that. Have you, did, did no. Steve, Steve posted it on Facebook. Uh, Steve Reno may have probably yeah. posted it. He's it another was, one that has. He came in with boxes. Yeah, I wish, <laughs> I wish I had as well. Well, like I said, he'd need a U-Haul truck for all that yeah. stuff that your father saved. Uh, but, yeah, I remember watching that, and I'm like, this can't happen. This oh. can't happen. And then it happened. I went, oh, my God. Yeah, Chip, I don't know if he ever recovered from that. I, 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 that would be tough. Yeah. I was about to say, I mean, like, I mean, I don't think I'd want a bowl for the next six months. Yeah, I'll tell you, I've thought about this before, and I know it's nowhere to the level, especially in, in this era. But when I just, you know, didn't play sports and watch sports, I used to think about field goal kickers and say, you have one job. How hard is it to put the ball through the upright? And then how many times I've had, like, a fill and need, like, seven to tie, eight to win, just keep the ball in the lane. Like, you get that nerves. It, 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 yeah. It's so much between the years, I think, more than the physical aspect of it. Oh, th- this game is... 99% mental yeah, I feel like I feel yeah, like, unfortunately. like, like if, you, if you can if you can get the, like the fundamentals down and you can you know, right. the rest is in your head and what's so crazy too is with all the splits and stuff like anybody especially in one string matches anybody can anybody who's halfway decent has yeah. a shot against anybody which I find insane you know like you take a college basketball player if he plays 100 games against LeBron James he may never score a basket but you play enough bowl, you know you bowl enough strings against anybody you got mm-hmm. a shot yeah one or two you're not going to get them on a 10 stringer but <laughs> now did, did you did you have any pro tour victories in fact i think uh the crazy part about that victory was uh, my mother won it also i had 103 fever the night before i bolt oh wow and she goes you're not ball i'm gonna bolt if you did and that last year they'd arrest you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i i ended up um i think it was in bitterford um and ended up ended up winning the next day because I just relaxed okay I'm here yeah I'm not supposed to be bowling but I'm bowling and it ended up where you know if I probably could have done that more it would have been different outcomes in different tournaments but um, yeah that one um, I think she won and then I won that tournament but that's yeah I've had those days too where you just feel like garbage and then I've bowled Oh, yeah. Some of my best nights. There was one night here on a Wednesday night. I think I was sick as a dog. Uh, I don't think I had a fever, but I felt awful. I went like 395. And then I, the, the kid I was working with, I kicked him out, told him to go home. And I, I went and... Was that Alex? Yeah. Yeah. And I went and like threw up in the office. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of those weird things. Uh, but but yeah, same after my bachelor party. I did not feel good the next day. Yeah. And I, and I went 12... It's a weird bug you caught, huh? And I went 1250 in Beverly. Yeah. yeah, which was a notoriously kind of fast house, yeah, so that was probably the, more like eleven seventy. You just shut the brain off and just bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's all you have to do. Yeah, I don't remember what she put up for scores, but our first year of her bowling here, Kate had a fever, but she didn't want to miss the roll-off night, and we ended up taking the whole thing home. And she went from not wanting to bowl to just she said, "I'm just going to put the ball in the lane and see what happens." We end up winning the whole thing. So, yeah, it. it uh yeah, I it think happens. sometimes when you take that pressure off yourself and say, you know, I don't expect myself to do well, sometimes <laughs> yep. you can go off. So what is your, what's one of your favorite TV moments? Other than the 197, obviously. Other yeah. than the 197? Oh, there was well, some of the double matches with my brother. Um, we were, I, I know I have the tape. Um, we were down quite a bit. We ended up winning. Um, the TV moments. Oh God, my mother making the high my, my my mother making the high yeah. jack. I think John made the high jack when it was like almost that might be the th- first person who said a TV moment that wasn't their own. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I mean, how many times did she hit it? Like six? 
yeah, we had the room. We had the room in the basement called the hijack, the high-low jack room. Yeah. You know, because um, basically we uh, finished off a half of the half of the basement and called it. My father made a sign of, with the pins and everything, and the NBA, like the NBA insignia, yep. and made it the Hilo Jack Room. If you can still um, hit that, you can win some money at Riverwalk. She used to, actually, <laughs> actually, she used to, down at Mohegan, she would go down, and when she was on TV, she would practice, practice it. it. Um, <laughs> I mean, not a bad idea. Oh, God, there were a few matches I don't remember that I was able to come back and yeah. win. Um, actually, the match with uh, uh, Roly West, um, it was... And I, I think it's in, in this book I brought. It was it was a blow by blow. I had the tape, and I wish I could find it because um, it was a match where uh, he bowled really. We hit was four hundred three to four hundred one, and, and I got you know a couple marks or whatever in the last couple of boxes to, to end up winning the end of the match. And I think he had a, a single pin in the ten, ninth or tenth box that he missed, and it ended up costing him. Wow, you know that that match was was special, but it was. God, it was in the seventies, you know. So and he had kind of a short bowling career, didn't he? Like he didn't he did. really. Yeah, yeah he was did. just a little bit. Um, uh, he was a great, great guy. Um, and, and I so do wish I could find that tape because he had asked me once if I had that tape. I played golf with him once, and um, I told him I did, um, and, and I just haven't been able to come across it. And because uh, he said his his children had never never saw him bowl on TV. Yeah. Um, so. It's got to be somewhere. Um, I hope someday I can I can find it and we can we can produce it. Yeah. He he came back to Fairway a little bit before we closed and joined our our Thursday doubles league for uh, for a season. I mean, obviously he didn't. I mean, he still bowled pretty well for someone who hadn't bowled in twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, but a super nice guy. Yeah. Unbe- unbelievably nice guy. Yeah. Really nice. Um, guy. Really really special guy. Did you ever bowl against somebody, whether TV or not, that you felt uh, had your number more than others? Oh, God. Uh, well, Tommy for one. <laughs> well, I feel um, like he had everybody's number. Yeah, yeah. Tommy for one. Um, you know, Gary, Gary King, Carrington, Joe Ashline. Um, you know, you knew you were up against the best. Yeah. Um, That's the thing. You get to that level. I remember Jeremy talking about a ladder he was on. You, It's not like you get a sleeper when you're against those guys. Like, everybody's... Yeah. Rosario Lacchiara. I mean, uh, gosh, the, the names just could, could keep coming. Yeah. Uh, who was uh, – I'm going to put a little asterisk on this one. Who was your favorite teammate you ever bowled with that you don't share a last name with? Make it a little bit more. <laughs> oh. If you have to go with more than one, that's all right. But <laughs> we don't want to single somebody out. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to we, – we basically um, – Oh, we basically always bowled together. Yeah, um, John and my mother, and uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, I may have bowled with Charlie Dutras. Um, yeah, I, so mostly just kept it in the family as far as the doubles go. Pretty much. Um, now you you said you hadn't bowled in four years. Uh, what was that like walking away from the sport? And it sounds like you got the itch to come back a little bit. It was it was more. It was more when um, uh, my mother passed away, it got a little bit less, and then my father passed away, and then John passed away way too early, he was 57, and then it just, right then and there, it was kind of just, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, um, but I am, 
I want to just try it once more. Yeah. I really do. Um, and I'm just hoping that uh, the hip and, and uh, the knee will let me will let me do it. But we'll give it a, we'll get it. I'm going to give it a try. There you um, go. So. I mean, I, I remember I, I was telling you earlier um, when I was working at Fairway, every, every so often Tony would show up just randomly, you know, and I'd have to call Helen. And usually when you call Helen at home after she bowled, means she's already had a couple drinks. <laughs> and uh, he's like, hey, Helen, uh, how you, you know, kind of kind of snippy. I'm like, ah, oh, I said, Tony's Zardicke's here. Oh, okay, <laughs> I'll be right down. And she, she'd come over, and uh, and they would just sit in the vending area. They'd, they'd chat for two, three hours, mm-hmm. and it was you know, part of me wanted to just kind of sit off to the side and just listen, but I had to work. But yeah, I, work always gets in the way. Yeah, Stuart Murray used to be the golf professional at the golf range at, at the fairway and made made my mother a set of clubs, and we still have it. We still have them. I remember, there was a picture of him up in the, up in the party room. Was there? It was, there was like a painting. Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered, like, who's that? They're like, oh, that's the old golf pro. Yeah, can you can you imagine if I mean if they kept what they had? I mean I don't know if I remember if I've if I've told you like they had a driving range, they had a, a food counter. Yeah, which still boggles my mind to this day as to why she got rid of it. Uh, uh, driving range, mini golf. They had they had a swimming pool, a summer camp. I mean yeah. I mean the amount of land that they had. You know, the fairway never closed. I probably would never work at a bowling alley. So it's weird. Sometimes things. Work out in weird ways. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Well, if Fairway never closed, this would be ten pin. That's true too. So yeah, <laughs> we we got so when Fairway closed, we this house basically absorbed all their leagues. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. So they went from having seven, maybe maybe seven leagues, to yeah. being full five nights a week. We got. I know we got that. Our biggest league came from Framingham. I know that the Thursday night league, um, and then we got. A couple, but you're right. When when uh, Fico, uh, not Fico's, when Fairway closed, when we got mostly, then Fico's basically banged us out night after night after night. But before that happened, before Ryan's even took this place over, I don't know if I said this on the podcast, they were going to take out the last six lanes and have the arcade go around. Really? Yeah, because they want the pool tables used to be where the arcade is. Yeah. Well, so. Mohegan, Mohegan took out the new six lanes that he had put in and put ten pin. Yeah. So they have uh, the old 14 lanes wow. of Candlepin and six of the other lanes of 10-pin. You, you know what I'm mostly disappointed about what they did? They went and redid the numbers correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like that because it, it used to they, – they, they were numbered backwards. Like lane 24 was where lane 1 is, and yeah. they, went, they went the other way. I'm like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of quirky. I liked it. Yeah. I don't know. Well, as a Hebrew, I appreciate the right to left <laughs> <laughs> the writing. <laughs> How is it like? So you go back into Mohegan, you see like a ten pin lane. I'm like, is it kind of difficult to walk in there? To to tell you the truth, I probably haven't been there in three years. But I mean, it, I understand they've done a nice job with it. It is. It, it's a really nice job. Um, my wife has taken the girls into the arcade, and uh, my eight year old granddaughter uh, Rebecca is loves to bowl, and and Grandpa's going to be, you know taking them out one day and we're going to go down and uh, we're going to give it a whirl and we're going to see what's going to happen. Now, would you consider joining the league again? Oh, probably not. No, I, I was going to see what, what houses should yeah. start. <laughs> but you never know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? What, what alley are you the closest to? Is it Mohegan. Mohegan? Yeah. yeah, it's just a couple miles down the road. Now, who, you, you were inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2005. Who, who nominated you? Do you remember? Oh, 
I, somebody, I mean, I, somebody had to because you can't do it on your own. But I don't know. I don't know if like if your brother did it or not. Probably that of my father. I, I I really don't know. Um, I don't remember. So what what do do what do you remember most about about that night? That night, I probably remember the ones after that because I go I go to all of them. Oh, and okay. we're able to see everyone. And, yeah. Um, um, and I don't even remember if I did the speech or. Um, yeah, I. Yeah. I know. I, I like those. I, I've been meaning to get to one of those just because, like you said, you, you see everybody and yeah. you know you can all just sit there and tell bowling stories, yeah. and um, you know, th- you know, thing, thing, things like that. Do you, do you remember who else was in your class? I don't. I know you're looking to nominate a couple people as well too, Jeremy. So that's well, one. Well, I don't know if you're going to say it, but. Well, I mean, he has. Because that must be coming up pretty soon. They, right? they keep pushing it back. Yeah. All they, all COVID probably. Well, it was supposed to be 2022. Yeah. yeah. Or, or was it every four years? Three. It was three. originally three. Yeah. It was three years. Okay, so it was be obvious. So it was going to be 2021 because 2018 was the last one. Yeah. And then it was going to be 2022, and then they pushed it to 2023, which I think is a little excessive. Yeah, I got, two made sense. I was surprised about three. Yeah. Actually, when you sent it to me, I said it's not that far away, and then you pointed out that we were in 2022, and I was, oh, that is a whole other year away. Yeah, but but I mean, I don't I don't know if like once you nominate somebody and they don't get in, like I don't I don't know what the process is, like how many chances you get. Yeah, I'm sure we can. Because I mean, I've I've I mean, both of us have said all along, Steve Reno should be in the Steve Reno. Oh, sure. All means. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he brought up Bob Brown too as well. Bob Brown for his you know, contribution work with, to the game with the kids league. Yeah. But like Steve, I'm like I can't think of. I mean, we've he told us what he was averaging. Yeah, two one, seasons he averaged 131. That's. <laughs> I, I mean, in that in that late 80s span, I yeah. There was a very there was a period of time where he was one of the top bowlers in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could you could sit there and say like, okay, yeah, he's the one who gave Tommy a run for his money. But yeah. I mean, he'll say he didn't. But I mean, you know. But I, have a, I don't know if I told you the story, but we have a Steve. Steve works here now as well, and uh, we had a bowler ask him what his highest average was, and he said, "For two seasons, I averaged one thirty-one." The guy says, "So I got a question for you. You ever broke four hundred for three? <laughs> Steve just went a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> was that at uh, the Hippodrome Lanes? Was it um, in Southbridge? Or was it? Uh, he bought. We worked. He did American lanes. He wouldn't have done it at no, 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 no. no. <laughs> so it might have been 110 average day. He yeah, well. I'm just trying to think of where he. I know he worked and stuff. They, probably the hip or Bay Path or maybe Bogey Lane. Bo- you know, well, it's Bogey, bogey now. Lane, but bogey yeah. now. It, it could be. It could be. Um, he still bogey. bowls there now on Mondays. Yeah. Um, wouldn't maybe Colonial. Colonial. I could have done it there too. Yeah. I mean, I know later on it got kind of brutal, but yeah. Um, but no, American Lanes—they had deep gutters, didn't they? Oof, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was a tough house. I, I remember one, uh, the one WCBC tour. I I bowled there. I believe the cut to cash was like eleven eighty. Mm. Wow. <laughs> and, 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 and and with, with the guys that the numbers, yeah. And with the guys that were bowling, there's no reason for that's, that to happen. That's like a, that's like a today number. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, but then you know that same year we went to Sanford, Maine, and the cut to cash was like thirteen fifty. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I'm sure that's what it was like, you know, back in your in, in your prime of the WCBC when, you know, you mentioned making the top ten. I don't remember. I don't know if you said what year it was, but it had to be in the late seventies because um, that's actually 
um, I had been I had joined the health club and was working out, and, and that's those those couple of years was the best the best years I ever had. So, duh. I mean, you know, <laughs> if I had probably been in better shape, it might have been a different story. But but I, but I mean, you were in the top ten of I mean of the heyday of the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, know, you know, you have like you said seventies, uh, so you had Fran Honorado, uh, uh, Rosario, like all those all those guys. I mean, so to say you made the top ten of that group of people is insane you know that 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 takes some some good bowling you want to ask your big question although i mean i feel like we're going to know the i feel like we already I, I always ask everybody you know who like a bowler that they as really enjoyed to watch or or just just their i don't say your favorite bowler just just somebody you either looked up to or just 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 really really enjoyed to watch charlie dutras yeah he, everyone, a lot of Every time I bowled next to that man, it was a calming effect. There was something about him, and I don't know. It just, we bowled in the, in the fairway when they'd have the Valentine's Day uh, tournaments and stuff, and, and I bowled next to Charlie a couple times, and it just, he was something, he was, he was, I looked up to him. Yeah, I mean, one of the nicest guys, I mean, my, my first TV roll off, I got paired with him. And of course, that's an instant. I, I, I mean, I knew of him. I knew who he was, but I've obviously never talked to him. I didn't know anything about him. And of course, I'm nervous as as, as hell. And he and he he wasted no time, you know, helping me out. You know, it's like, hey, you know, you're doing this, you're doing that. I mean, he doesn't have to do that. No. And then he ended up beating me by a couple pins afterwards. <laughs> and then yeah. he, he's like, ah, oh. he goes, I, I still beat you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he winked at me, but but I mean I think Dan said it. He's like he's Charlie seems like one of those guys that when he talks like this light like comes down on him and just everybody listens to what he has to say. Did yeah. um did you hear the podcast we did with Richie Myrick? No, he's got a lot of great stories about Charlie. Does he? Yeah, if you, you that's a good one to listen to. Uh, as far yeah, Alf, as Alfie too, Alfie, Alfie had some good ones too. Oh, I can yeah. imagine he's never short of words. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we, we had to make, make sure we had, it's like, oh, you did the bleep button ready to go <laughs> for a couple. He's, I love Alfie. Oh, so do I. I'd love to have him back yeah. on as well. He has, he has my last set of bowling balls. I gave him to him. Yeah? Yeah. And every time, I, I think he was on TV, I'm not sure which show he was on, but I says, come on, Alfie, we got to make those pro make those bone balls proper. If, if you get back into it and you start seeing, you know, let's say those scores start coming back, would you do one of those candle pins for cancer roll-offs? Have you seen, uh, I mean, he got, what was, who just came back to that one out of retirement? Peter Flynn bowled in that one. Did, did he? Did he? I thought, I thought he did. Am I making oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I think you're right. Okay. And then okay, Chris yeah. Sargent came out of retirement. He's always in and out of retirement. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, um, I certainly would. It, it, like I say, it's going to be depend on the hip. Yeah. Um, the left hip, you know, always sliding on that left hip. And uh, every now and then it, it lets me know how old I am. And so I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to have fingers crossed. I'm going to start seeing tournaments, and your name is going to be up there <laughs> in a few of those things. Also, uh, the roll into the oldies tournament, I do know the secretary very well. So I'm going to put in a good word to see if they can make something work. Also, that's his wife. wife. My wife is the yeah, secretary I mean, of that. I'm sure, there's, I'm sure there are some. You know, other other bowlers in my, you know, with that would love to come, just come and yeah, do it. I mean, they might, you know, we don't have to worry about winning any money or anything. <laughs> just just bowl and be competitive. Now, do, do you do you still keep in touch with a lot of the guys? 
Oh, not really. There's a couple bulls at uh, Mohegan where I'm good friends with um, Jason Mahan. And, um, tough to remember, but um, I do see him quite a bit. And he keeps bugging me to come down and <laughs> sub. <laughs> but I, you no, know, I'd love to see more bulls, though. I really would. It, uh, it's been a long time. As somebody who kind of joined the sport later in life, uh, I think everybody would be very excited to see you kind of make a comeback. It's a very embracing community. I'm certainly going to try. Yeah. Let me put it that way. I'm not going to say I, if I can, I will. Yeah. Um, I might even, I was telling you before about um, like the Charlie Milan approach. And he only took the two two little short steps and, and threw the ball. Even if I do that, I know it won't be the, the full approach one. but It's great because the other thing, too, is how much knowledge you have in the game. Like I'm, And I know we a little over on time, but I'm thinking about like we have a young kid that bowls in this league, Matt Taylor, and he was bowling against Deck Klein. And after the match, I was talking with Matt, and Deck goes, "You want some advice to be a better bowler?" And Matt looked over at me. I went, "This is where you say yes." Like he, he was all excited to get some advice from somebody. Well, just before this, I was watching the two guys that were bowling out in the lanes, and boy, there was a couple little things that I would <laughs> tell them to, yeah. to try and not do, or, or when when they would miss the head pin, I knew what they did. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, <laughs> and that and I think people really need to hear those things. I think the game needs more and more of that. Yeah. So, although just I, like I told you, Justin, he, he's a he's a fairway bowler. You know, he and I grew up together. Um, you know, he. <clears throat> He he felt wrath, uh, Helen's wrath a, a, a few times, but I mean he's just a nat- same thing, almost like your mother, just same natural athlete, nice. Is he like a pro golf coach or something? He's, yeah, he's he's an assistant um, golf pro, mm-hmm. you know. And Helen, Helen always told us like you know if you're a good can open bowler, you'll be a good golfer. Good golfer, yeah. I'm terrible at both. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and then actually she she helped me. She used to play. Did she ever have? Um, did you ever play like the golf? How you keep score? Uh, trying to think um basically you would just clear the deck and however many time balls it took you to clear the deck you, that's what your score yeah. is oh we, no never did we did that with our kids league a couple times they got very frustrated we had a we had a cap it at six after yeah. after six balls hit the reset button and you got a six i i used to practice every day on my lunch and every now and then helen would come over and say oh, how you doing and then she saw a lot of seven boxes you know she goes all right Throw the score sheet away. So <laughs> she goes, I got you a new one. She goes, now this is, she goes, it's like golf. And she, you know, you just, however many balls it takes you to clear the deck, he goes, that, that's your score. And she goes, and obviously lower score is better. Yeah. So, and I mean, that helped my pinning immensely. Really? Yeah, you know, I think it would. Yeah. You know, so I, I do have to credit her for that. Because you can't give up on a, on a single. It's not like you can, you know, miss a spare and just throw a ball away because, you know, you're happy with right. the nine because you're going to just keep throwing at that pin till it goes away. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, so, I mean, I I do have to credit a lot. Yeah. To, to, I mean, she's kept my demeanor in check. And, I mean, I'm sure your mother was the same way, like you said, just attitude. Yep. And, and one of the reasons I told... Um, told Danny, like, you know, my two favorite bowlers growing up were, I mean, ever, Tommy was everybody's favorite, right. you know, just because he was the the, show, the Channel 5 showman, like, everything was about him. And another one was was you, because, I don't know, it was just, you always, neat, professional, you know, shirt tucked in and all that stuff. I'm like, it just, I, I really like that look, and I mean, I'd never go to a tournament without, you know, slacks or anything like that. I'm all, you know, presentable, because I don't know. I always 
thought that was the way you should look. I mean, thank you so much for, yeah, for coming you. on the show. I know it's kind of it was kind of a drive for you, but I I, I really do. Although it's fitting, it. do you remember the first three podcasts we did were all downpour days? <laughs> yeah. I know we, we we talked to Craig Holbrook, and, and you, can you can hear, hear the rain. You can hear like thunder in the background. <laughs> Um, so but, it was fitting. I wish I could have, you know, remembered a lot more different things. But you know, um, we would love to have you back at some point if you're ever interested as well. So you know, I know I'd like, love I'd love to see. We we'll give you a little the, bit more time. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I mean, it would be great because my like my father was the statistician, and he yeah he, we have I was telling you we have I have um, um, papers from the fifties, early fifties with. The women's league at, at at the state bowl or the Holden alleys in Webster, and he kept the the, the league rules and. Uh, was, was that just something like he wanted? Like he was a stat, he was a statistician in, in the service, yeah. and he he just kept it up and, and did everything. You so know? Um, so when he's keeping track of like all these scores and and all this stuff, like I, I mean, is he? Trying to figure out, he's not trying to figure out like averages for anything, or is just or it's just, just to have paper clippings. I mean, it was all paper yeah. clippings. I have a box, you know, a huge box with with all of the paper clippings that involved cantaloupe and bowling. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine if the newspapers actually like did that still? It's very few and far. Every once in a while, like when um, I can't remember his name, unfortunately, but the kid who won the states, uh, the ICBA tournament, rather, they did a little type out for him. But it's not like it's every week, like the recap of Worcester versus Boston. Yeah, that that blows my mind that that bit that they used to do that. Yeah. And, or when the Marlboro paper put a thing in there when Det Klein went to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, so gotta get more of that. Yeah. So newspapers need uh, need material. Let's go. <laughs> we have it for you. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to come back, and I'd love I'd be a lot more prepared. Um, yeah. Because I wasn't sure how what to expect and everything, yeah. and and everything is in my is in my basement. Yeah. Um, I, I've got countless books of, and I know um, the gentleman that did the lunch with Tommy and Stacia. He, oh, Mike Moore. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, we want to have him on at some point too. He. Uh, it was just amazing for him. It made his his job a lot easier. Yeah. You know, because uh, it just everything was there. So, like I said, anytime you want to come back, we can work something. Yeah, out. maybe. We'll make it work. I mean, between you and Steve, I mean, the amount of that will have to have you both on <laughs> at the same time. Well, Jesus. Well, yeah, yeah, that would be we great. We could do that. Yeah, that would be awesome. Is he subbing tonight? I haven't no, seen not him tonight. No. I haven't seen him in no. such a long time, too. Well, uh, we'll, we'll shoot him a message. Maybe we'll get. We'll that. make that work. We'll have the two of you in. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks. So that was another fantastic interview. There's so much more that we could we could dive into. Oh, as, yeah. as we say after every, every Oh, show. as he walked out of the room, he was giving us a whole list of uh, of things that he realized he should have talked about. So definitely on part two, and when we get him back in here, we can discuss. Yeah, I mean, there was, I mean, a couple things that I wanted to touch on that I didn't think to touch on like at the time. Right. I mean, one of them being that he ran the 2013 Boston Marathon. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things. You know, he was talking about the trophy at the hotel. Yeah. Then uh, Boston. So we'll we'll get into that um, next time we have him because I don't want to give everything away. So true, we'll talk about true. that. So um, as far as a couple of highs we had, uh, Chris McClellan just threw his high five. We have two high fives that I know of. Chris with a uh, 632 at uh, Rob Linehan. Unfortunately, Rob was on the receiving end of that one on an ACST match. So that's his new high five for Chris. We also have a new high for uh, the. Uh, Current king of the hill at Mason's, Bob Lee, with a 577. Nice. So good to see those numbers keep getting higher and higher for everybody. I'm looking for the new king of the river, so 
Unfortunately, most of it's gone Instagram, and I'm not on Instagram. Yeah, so Ryan Southall. Yeah. I've seen his name a lot on Candlebutt Chat, too, so it's good to see a fresh face going. Not that it's not good to see the returning guys go go in there, but uh, good to see some fresh faces winning that. Uh, we don't get as much now that Eddie's got his new pup. We don't see as much of the <laughs> King of the River posts. Yeah, so he took down the main main bowler, Dwayne Milliken. Yeah. I guess it was a, a hell of a hell of a battle. You know, when I was on Ripping the Rack, I almost wanted to call them Mainanites. <laughs> kind, kind of like Canaanites. You were the uh, Swedish assassin. I like it. Kate was trying to come up with a more Viking name for you. So I don't know how that works. Uh, she's working on it. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm sure she'll come up with one. So um, I think we can keep it short and sweet today because uh, we have uh, we're going to get some more guests in, in the next couple of weeks. We're trying we're trying to get it a little bit more on schedule, but it's been tough with all the the work and everything else. But we'll be back to a more uh, probably maybe in every other week type thing. Yeah, I think so. I think we have we have some good guests lined up. Yep. We just got to make time for them. Exactly. So you know. always send us your highs. Uh, we'll try to get them on as soon as we can. It is tough with the every other week. We're not, you know, as uh, I'm going to try to get better at them down as well. So that's all I have. <laughs> that's all I got. Until next time.